Well, we're live once again here on the 307 Podcast. What's up, YouTube? It's been a while, man. We missed last week. I had recorded a interview with uh, Justin Hamilton last week, and we released that on the audio platform. Uh, our tech guy was not in studio to support the filming of that episode. He's working on the Sabbath, man. So we missed <laughs> I mean, you guys you, last week, you know? man. What's up, YouTube? We got anybody watching? Yeah, Anthony H. said, what's up, YouTube, before you even said it. YouTube, I got some stuff for y'all here in just a minute. Y'all better stand by, all right? We got the rent collector on here. Rent collector, what's up, man? Anthony, what's up? It's good. Glad y'all are here. What's up, chill? We got chill in the house. Tech guy in the house. Tech guy made his uh, bi-yearly Instagram post yesterday. Good job. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, have you ever seen the, the people who, uh, it used to be the thing, the people who get the mustache tattooed on the inside of their index finger right there, and they do like this? I've seen it. I really like that. I mean, the tattoo doesn't last very long, though. It ends up wearing off. I had a bunch of buddies in, in the Navy that got that, and after like a year, the tattoo was worn off. It's crazy. I was just thinking you guys might should consider getting one of those tattoos since you can't grow a mustache your facial hair sucks no i don't think i'll i'll get that on account of i have nuts <laughs> i like that tattoo man <laughs> no that's a that's a very <sighs> odd thing to do hey anthony h said he's using his pto to watch this podcast you better make it worth it <laughs> pto oh paid time oh off. paid time off <laughs> anthony i thought you were retired man Dad don't even know what PTO is, man. I thought you were living that retired life, man. man. You, you are out of touch, aren't you? Golly, how out of touch have Dude, you gotten? Dude, hey, look, what did Jonah say the other day? I don't know. Remember when he come down and he was asking, what are you doing in the day? He was talking about you done watched a one-hour documentary twice. and Well, yeah, I was reviewing <laughs> the documentary. <laughs> must, must be nice <laughs> to be that rich. Yeah, y'all think. He don't yeah. even cut his grass anymore. Jeez. Yeah, okay. How out of touch are you, dude? I'll tell you what, guys. <laughs> what's, P what's PTO, man? You, you know what? All, you know you what? work a job? <laughs> you know what all of you guys can't see? None of y'all. Everybody's already forgotten. The 12 years old Chad spent at the hands of the ruthless U.S. government where he did absolutely nothing that he wanted to do and pretty much just made freaking peanuts, pocket change, enough to barely pay the bills, doing the most dangerous freaking job on earth, couldn't hunt, couldn't fish, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do nothing, but what the stinking, stupid government wanted me to do. I did that for 12 freaking years of my life. Every single stinking day. So screw all you guys, man. <laughs> paid time off. Enough said. This podcast never had no over. stinking paid time off, man. The crap is that? Aaron Dana said he's headed down to Tennessee. Well... Might see you there. What does that mean? I might I might see Aaron Dana in Tennessee. Huh. Yeah. Dang, did you hear that, Aaron? <laughs> this depends on what my running coach tells me to do. <laughs> Who's your running coach? Chili. Is that true, Chili? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Speaking of what Jonah said about the the um one mile out film. You guys don't know. I don't. I don't guess we've talked about it on YouTube. The one mile out film is is uh, live on the Three Seven Project Patreon. Which, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Patreon. We have about well, we have over five hundred members on Patreon. It's a community. It's not a fan club. And we put the one mile out full film on the Patreon page last week so if you want to watch it go sign up for patreon you can watch it for five dollars you can just join the five dollar tier and get on there and you got access to all the enough said podcast episodes the documentary all kinds of crap and um we'll release that live on youtube july 1st so mark your calendars july 1st and it's worth 
watching. It's my favorite piece of content that we've ever put out, personally. Now, I might be biased because when I watch that film, by the way, the film documents my journey along the way on the uh, Cocodona 250, the race that we ran. Features Chili, Blake, James, Brooke, all your favorite personalities here at 37 Project are featured in that documentary. It's not just about running. It's got a bunch of outlaw tourism in it. It's got a bunch of stuff, Chili talking crap about me. Uh, it's got all kinds of good stuff you guys will love in it. But I think it's a wonderful film. Made possible, by the way, by Hoist and Barbell. We got daggone partners here. Y'all wonder, man. I know, I know y'all get tired of being sold junk on YouTube and being sold junk on Instagram. I know you get tired of seeing advertisements. Like, I get it, man. You get, I get tired of it, too. You scroll through Instagram now, like every third thing is trying to sell you something, right? The reason that we have partners is because we can do more if we have partners. We can do more for you. I want y'all to understand how the relationship works, okay? So this race we went to run, I hit Barbell up, and I was like, hey, guys, we're, I'm going to run this race. I think it would be really cool for you guys, viewers, to be able to see what happened. And I said, I'm going to run this race. Do you understand how much it costs to film a documentary like we just filmed? It's over $20,000. Way over $20,000 to create this film. To have the videographers come out, then to put it all together. Like, it's a substantial investment. I don't have that extra money. But guess what? We have awesome partners. We hit our partners up. They said, heck yeah, we'll make it happen. Because they actually care. And that's why we're partnered with people like Barbell is because we can do more and they have an awesome product and they're great people. And it's the same with Hoist. Hoist was the other half of what made this happen. As you can see, we drank Hoist for 103 hours out on the course. If that doesn't prove to you that hoist is a good hydration supplement. Well, I don't know how else to daggone prove it to you. We're, we're trying to sh give you <laughs> options to spend your money on stuff that actually works and to know that you're contributing to a company like hoist that has good American values. That's what our partnerships are all about. So if you think we're just trying to sell you something, Understand how you benefit from that. It's the same with Patreon. Do, like, uh, I don't know if you guys don't don't realize or not, but we we are not independently wealthy, <laughs> nor is that our objective to be. So, in order for us to have the resources to do the things that we do, it's a collective effort, and that's what Patreon's all about. And we try to give back over there. So, check out our partner. At drinkhoist.com. Get you some daggone hoist. And you can be like me. Maybe. And go watch the film on Patreon. Or just wait till it comes out on YouTube. I don't give a crap what you do. When does it come out on YouTube? July 1st. How about that? I don't freaking give a crap what you do, man. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help y'all. Whatever. Um, I have an important announcement. Is everybody listening on YouTube? Yeah, we got probably like 100 on here. Okay, I have an important announcement, YouTube. <laughs> Toyota just announced they are about to release a brand new Land Cruiser, to Toyota Land Cruiser here in America, all right? We don't know when that's coming, but it's, it's coming out. Now, no one in this room is going to be able to afford to buy the new Toyota Land Cruiser. It's going to be cool to look at. I'm going to really like to see what they come up with, but none of us are going to be able to afford to buy it. So I have found a 1997 FJ80 for sale, Toyota Land Cruiser, um, that I need you guys, YouTube, I need you to convince 
uh, Blake to let me go buy that Toyota Land Cruiser FJ, FJ80. I'll tell you what. It's a 20 grand. Somebody just drop it in the super chat here. <laughs> we'll go get it. Yeah, this is this is $20,000, all right? Um, so somebody can drop a $20,000 super chat or somebody can ask Blake to give me permission to go and buy this Land Cruiser because I'm not going to be able to afford the new one. The reason that we need this, Chili needs a Land Cruiser. I already have one. Chili needs one for this new show we're about to start for you guys on Land Cruiser one of these years called Paranormal Land Cruiser Experience. It's going to blow your socks off. But we've got to have more than just one Land Cruiser because the one that I have is going to be broke down half the time. So we need this uh, FJ80, which is a newer model, so I can hop in and we can continue the show when we're doing it. Yeah, but I have a scooter. Well, yeah, but that's not going to get you into some of the places that we're going to have to go to do this well, show. Well, sure man. it is. No. Yeah, you don't, no, think we're, that, we're going, you don't think that can fit into a tighter space than a Land Cruiser? Hey, buddy, we've got to go deep. We're going, we're going deep. All I right? can't just ride with you? Well, is we're going to need to, we're going to go so deep, we're going to need two Land Cruisers. The problem with them Land Cruisers is you got to have multiple because they're always breaking down. Well, technically, Chad don't even have a Land Cruiser right now. He owns one, but he don't have I got the title for one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I got the title for one. That don't do you much good, he man. He sits in there and rubs his title <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> Look, he's got the VIN memorized. <laughs> he rubs it. Are, yeah. are, are they are they telling you we should go buy this thing, Blake? I mean. No, everybody's saying Land Cruisers are junk. Trash them. <laughs> Holy IG. smokes, man. Uh, uh, Land Cruisers right. suck. Junk. That was... um. That was the most important announcement I had on this podcast. We can actually go ahead and wrap it up now. Well, it fell flat. That's because you guys you guys are so lame. I mean, well, okay. What do you guys want to talk about today? Do you guys have any announcements? What are you talking to? Y'all just sit there like lumps no, on a freaking log. <laughs> no, it fell flat with your listeners, not us. Why are you? Why are because you, you guys just? Dude, hang, why are you? Me. Why are you lashing out at us? You guys are just hanging me out to dry here, man. How's that? Do y'all have any announcements? Do you guys have any announcements? Okay, before we get into the, the conversation. No, you're the announcer. Gosh, you, you sit guys down and suck, you make man. this thing, this list. Look, we got Biebs on here. Daggone, what's up, Biebs? All right, Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, who's no. Brandon Price? My old, I, I grew up with Brandon Price. I um, So when I was in high school, I was on this work program where I, I was able to back, leave. Back when you worked? Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I don't even think I actually worked. I just got on this work program in high school because I was so bad at high school. Uh, I only had to take like two classes a day, and then I got to leave school at like noon to go work, right? So back then, I was driving a Toyota. Oh, what a coincidence. Toyota, a 1998 Toyota Tacoma extended cab. And, Biebs, drop in the comments what all was in the back of that Toyota in the little extended cab portion. I think there's a character limit on this. Because Super I cab. I used to... I So, this Toyota, it was a nice truck, but I destroyed my vehicles back then. I chewed tobacco. I'd spit in the floor of the truck and... You know, all this stuff. And so, I would leave school at noon. Well, Beebs, I don't think Beebs was on the work program, but he wanted to leave school too, right? Well, there was a gate guard at the front of the school that would, like, monitor who was coming in and, and going out. And so, Beebs would crawl in the back of my extended cab Toyota truck, which there's not a lot of room back there. He would lay down... And he would cover himself completely in the garbage that I had in the back of that truck. And he would hide underneath all that garbage until we got through the gate. And then he would emerge and then jump up in the front seat. I'm pretty sure one time I used to eat back then. I was real, real poor back then. And like the, the main thing, if you were going to eat, poor. I was real poor, like, all right. If if you wanted to high school. if you wanted to eat out, okay. Let's say you wanted to eat out. Like 
the nicest place you could afford to eat out at was Subway, right? So I would get me every now and then I would get me one of these tuna Subway sandwiches. And the worst one. The foot I'd get the foot long. I'd eat half of it and I'd throw the other half in the back and plan on eating it later. Well, I think I've forgotten one one time and I, I remember Beebs found one back there that had been back there for like a couple months. I'm pretty sure he, when he unwrapped it, it in the oxygen, the air hit the the uh, old sandwich. I think it just spontaneously burst into mold. It's this weird mold that was growing in the back of that truck. <laughs> so, tell them, Beebs. I remember back when I was in elementary school, I was real poor. I didn't have no money back in third grade. <laughs> tell them, Beebs. Um... Well, I can already tell my co-hosts are going to be very difficult today. They're not in the mood to be on a podcast, but That's we're, we're going to try to get them to talk about a few things because there's been, man, there's a lot of freaking weird stuff going on right now in the world. Has been for, well, really since the begin since the middle of 2020. We are living in a really weird world right now. And I want to talk about some of the just the weird crap that's going on, all right? And Chili's got a lot of insight on this stuff. Uh, he's kind of the master of weird things, if you guys haven't known that or learned that by this time. You know, it's really... I was looking, I was looking here at how the Bible ends, the how the Holy Bible ends, all right? And we're going to get to that here in just a second, but I want to talk about this article that was very interesting to me, and it's going to lead us in to Chile explaining to me what this stinking chat GPT is, because I keep hearing about it. This is an article that I saw on Instagram, and it caught my eye. This is basically a senior World Economic Forum advisor. Have you read this article, Chili? I don't, I don't uh, think so. Senior... World Economic Forum Advisor Yuval Noah Harari. Harari, a homosexual Israeli author and historian. All right. We're going to read what he came out with. Do you know anything about this guy? I know a lot about him, yeah. Okay. I'm going to read this article, and I, and I want you to tell me about him, all right, Chili? <laughs> all right. And also, I want you to tell me about the, what the World Economic Forum even is. All right, but let me tell you what this guy has said here. This guy, this uh, Yuval Noah Harari, he's considered by many to be one of the most influential intellectuals in the world today. His statements are taken quite seriously by millions around the world and should not be merely brushed off as heretical by Christians. His books have sold over 45 million copies worldwide, and he's been recommended uh, to society by some of the largest names on the planet, including uh, uh, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, and other influential figures. Now, let me get into what this guy is saying here. We're going to get into some quotations from him here in just a second. He's basically bringing up the concept of correcting the Bible, all right? During a recent interview with journalist Pedro Pinto in Portugal, <laughs> Harari discussed the idea of using emerging technology such as artificial intelligence to create new ideas that are correct. All right, this is a quotation starting now from Harari. It's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain and by the human mind. They cannot create any new idea. All right. 
We're going to keep reading here. I like I like the voice you read you, uh, and you, the voice you give him. Here we go. <laughs> it's good. You know, uh, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it to, but it did not create a single new page, continues Harari. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? AI can create new ideas. It can even write a new Bible, Harari declares. Throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by AI. That could be reality in a few years. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. And that leads me to the, how does the Holy Bible end? This book in which um, this intellectual seemingly very this uh, very influential person harari his comments basically suggesting that ai is actually going to develop the first religion based upon truth and rewrite the bible when we look at the bible in the very last let's read let me read you the very last 3 verses in the holy bible And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Interesting. That's verse 19. Verse 20 says, He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So, in the third to last verse of the Bible, it ends by saying, Anyone who take, Do you think maybe... Do you think uh, this? There's just some weird crap happening, and I think a lot of the stuff happening now has context biblically. Now, all of you guys are going to say, "Oh, well, you can't predict when when the end of the age is coming." I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. But we have the responsibility as Christians to look around us at the environment that is, and say, do the things that are happening have any context biblically? And I think many things are happening. So, Chili, please tell me about this um, World Economic Forum, this Harari, and any... What, what do you think about this, man? What? Tell me about this guy. Well, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, you've all know Harari... Has been ra- I've been around a long time, and <clears throat> uh, you know the World Economic Forum has as well. And what is that? You know, Klaus Schwab. Everyone kind of knows who that is now, um, or, or a lot of people do. From you know, he wrote the book, The Great Reset, that got everybody fired up. You know, and um, the World Economic Forum. I mean, basically, it's just you know. It's a, it's essentially an extension of a like a globalist type a global organization like the uh, United Nations, you know that's not tied to any specific country. It's really just a, a unification of of them all. Mm-hmm. And the World Economic Forum is it's just basically a group like that tied in with other groups like that 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 has goals in mind for global unification and uh are they pretty powerful well i think influential i think whenever you're talking about whenever we use the word they a lot yeah yeah and we say they want to do this and that and they control the media and all that i don't 
like using the term they because who do you who are you talking about? But if you actually talked about who owns the media, the uh, the World Economic Forum has money shuttled to it from all countries. The U.S. being a primary funder, the United Nations same way. So they've got you know tons of money and can put it to where they want and individual billionaires will fund the world economic forum and the United Nations. You know, that's where like George Soros name gets thrown out a lot. Bill Gates name, you know, people who have made accrued a ton of wealth and then give it to where they see fit. A lot of their money goes to organizations like that, which the world economic forums main agendas, uh, and the United Nations main agendas, they all line up. And if you read uh, the United Nations Agenda 2030 uh, Plan for Sustainable Development, I think it's officially called, like, you can read their 17 goals that they put on their website and everything. It's, you know, it's generally, like, the goals are something that they would broadcast. You'd be like, well, why is this evil? What's wrong with it? I mean, the goals being, number one, end world hunger. Number two, you know, end poverty. Number three, you know, stuff like that. I I don't know all 17 goals or whatever, but it's like, take care of the ocean, take care of the land, you know, end uh, inequality or or all that, you know, it's like, well, none of that's really sounds bad. I mean, I don't, I'm not against ending world hunger or whatever, but then you actually read about how they want to do it. And both of these organizations want to decrease the the world's population. You know, that's eugenics, right? They want to mess with the 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 gene pool kind of, and then they want to drastically decrease the world population. And they also want a lot of these sustainable development plans for uh, to, to basically end poverty and all these financial goals. How you know the goal itself is not bad, right? That sounds good to me. End homelessness and poverty and hunger. Like, that sounds great. But how they want to do it is reduce the world population. And uh, the UN is is slowly buying all kinds of land in America and really all over the world. Um, Like, huge swaths of land. I mean, apartment buildings, they're buying all of them. Just any any available land, they're buying it all. which which will in which will eventually lead, you know, twenty thirty will be that's a that's a uh, seven years from now a lot will have changed by then already and it'll be very hard to purchase any private land mm. because it'll already be owned by, um, you know, these huge conglomerates. It's all tied to those organizations, really, and at that point you will be forced to move into mega mega cities like like these hubs you know smart cities smart cities right i've told you about before so basically you'll be you'll be concentrated into one local area like one small area so it'll be way less people ideally and then all of those all the people that are are not very spread out they're they're centralized you know easier to control right and, and how all of this is tied in together, it's like a lot of people th- see all this crazy stuff going on. They're like, man, the, you know, these pandemics, it's crazy. And then also like crazy stuff with these aliens and crazy stuff with um, the governments doing this and unification and crazy stuff with the World Economic Forum and, and uh, the climate agenda and uh, wars and, and all of this. And they... You know, I think people are confused about how it's all tied together, but that's kind of the, uh, it's not beautiful, but the beauty of the, uh, of how the plan works together is like all of that is, is working towards the one goal of moving you into those places and the control, like how AI would play into that is this needs to be a smart city, which would be run by artificial intelligence. So, yeah. So everything could plug into the the network, you know, the internet of things and 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 your your appliances in your home or your apartment or whatever you lived in, your commune would be all run by AI, like it'd be a smart 
refrigerator and a smart this and a smart that and a smart home and you're already plugged into all these devices and everything's monitored, everything's tracked, everything's shared. It's like you wouldn't really own anything. Like eventually in this smart city, well, if, you, if you're all concentrated down, why would you need a vehicle? Everything would be pretty close and you could just use public transportation. And it's all plugged into the same network. Right, and it would be plugged into the same network. So you wouldn't have freedom of movement to go where you want to go and, you know, you could go where the public transit was taking you. So whenever I start talking about this stuff, I get really rambly, but effectively I've tried to stay with what your question was, like what are those organizations? And that's essentially what they're trying to do. And uh, I think it fits perfectly in with all of the stuff happening. Like to me, it doesn't seem confusing at all. It doesn't seem like several random crazy events. It seems like it's all perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then you've all know Harari. He's just, I mean, honestly, yeah, he's a eugenicist according to what he says. I mean, he, he wants all of those goals that I just said. Um, he doesn't seem to be, I don't know how these guys get picked or how they emerge into the positions they're in, but he's just, he's just a guy moving this agenda forward really is all, it's all that matters. I mean. You know, that's a real interesting part, and I'm about to kick it over to Tech Guy here in just a second, but um, when when you ask the question, I heard someone ask a question on a podcast the other day. It, in, in relation to all of this conversation that we're having, where is the head of the snake? Yeah. Like, it seems that there is not one. Well, well, like, when you ask that question, who's the... Well, who's the head of the snake? Like, one has not emerged. It's really, really strange. I, I mean, well, I think it, it's more effective that there's not a head of a snake because if there was one, you could you could cut it off. Exactly. Like, but there, if there's not a real head, it's just kind of a formation of, you know, of, of it all together. Like, you can't cut it off. Because, like, you could go, you like... Harari could disappear or Klaus Schwab could just disappear and be gone. He could die, you know, if he passed away. It wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change anything. Right. It would be it would be a real problem for that agenda if that was the case. Yeah. So it's really stronger in that there isn't a head. Yeah. For what it's trying to, you know, for the goals that I've just laid out, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it would be it would be much more vulnerable and weak if it depended on one individual. Yep, I agree. But uh, also, I wanted to say, too, uh, that a lot of the things that people see, I want to be clear about this. When they see things, like, because a lot of this stuff I've just said, it's just because I've read it. Like, I'm not, it's not my own brain. It's not anybody. I mean, it's. I've read where they like this is goals that they've detailed out. But I want to be clear too that just because you read something or like because I've read something that that one of these organizations has laid out that they want to accomplish and you have to be careful that you're not reading something that is that is essentially a a controlled oppositional piece of writing or something. And what I mean by that is like, there's been individuals throughout history that say, say a world economic forum would trot out this guy that really comes out against them and says they're doing all this crazy stuff. And it really rallies people up. And basically all they're doing is like using that guy to whip everybody up, fire everybody up, get people angry, get people potentially fighting and, and killing each other in the streets. <laughs> and, and it's all based off of a lie that they use to control their opposition. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so you have to be careful reading these things critically and, and think like, well, just because they even say that they're doing some of this, they may not actually be like, you have to be I don't know. Sometimes people make the 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 logical fallacy of saying, "Well, if something is written down, it must be true," or like that. That's not 
That's no, not, it could be an intentional psyop. Of course. Yeah. It certainly could. I, I think people think that that's way out there, but yeah. I, I want you to understand that the U.S. military has been doing things exactly yeah. like that in foreign countries yeah. for decades and decades, right? Yeah. It's, it's a very simple, intentional psyop to, to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. It's, that's, a, that's a tactic. Yeah. A very old tactic. There's nothing special about that. No, and it would be, and just to let people know how easy that would be and yet how powerful it would be, like a big public figure, like like a, a member of Congress or something, could easily come out or pay somebody to, you know, threaten to attack them online or something and cause them harm. And that would be an example of that. Like people would freak out and it would make people feel a certain, a different way about that congressman. It would make people feel, it would change people's perception of them, you know? And, and it was just because they paid somebody off to do that. Like that, that could happen. That's just an example in my mind. I may not have explained that well, but like that stuff can happen all the time. You have to be very careful what you trust. Mm -hmm. I would say trust nothing off of, just hearing it or reading it, even if it's somebody's own admission to something like you have to be clear that anything could be misleading and that can drive you crazy, but it's the truth. Guys, the, 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 the whole reason that I'm even having this conversation about these, these specific topics is because I believe they relate very, very well to biblical prophecy. Well, that was, I was going to say that. That's a, the whole reason. There's a question here. Philip, Filberto Rodrigo, who says that's not his real name, but Phil will do. What's up, Filberto? He says, this conversation is not very biblical or sensical. It sounds like a bunch of children talking about things they don't understand. <laughs> and, and he had earlier asked, uh, as a Christian, why are we burdening ourselves with these? Which I think is a, a fair question to ask, which you were about to answer. And then he finishes his next comment with, again, as Christians, why is our purpose to discuss the devil's plan? Filberto, <laughs> who else is going to warn people about what what is actually happening? Well, the, 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 Literally, the Bible calls you to be an ambassador for Christ but it also tells you to watch, pay attention to the signs that are happening around you. It tells you to do that. And the unique thing, whenever the end of the age comes, the only people who are going to actually understand what is happening are the people who know what the Bible says is happening. That's the only people who are going to actually know what's happening. Why is it important for the only people that have the answers to why are the things that are happening happening in the order that they are and what is coming? If we as Christians are the only people who can make sense of all this bull crap because we know where it's leading to and then we don't have conversations around it. We don't warn the world about it. We don't put that word out. Son, I don't I don't want to be standing in front of God the Father on the last day of judgment and him say, "Why did you not tell the lost people of the world what was happening when you saw it happening and you knew why it was happening and you knew what it was leading to and you knew time was short and you knew all those things, but you chose to turn a blind eye and not pay attention and remain ignorant and not burden yourself because you're too stinking lazy to study your Bible. You're too stinking lazy to pay attention to what the crap's happening in the world. You're too stinking much of a coward to go out and talk about these things so that people can be prepared. I want you to understand, I'm not talking about this crap because I think that it's just some thing that's fun to talk about. I'm talking about this crap because I genuinely believe this crap is about to come to an end and I want you to see that and I want you to be ready for what is coming. I'm not playing a game here, man.
What do you think about all this, Blake? Well, I think what you were saying earlier, how it's where's the where's the the head of the snake and I, I, Satan is the head of the snake. Exactly. That's why we can't see him. Exactly. That's what we cannot. That's who's driving all these people. He's possessing these people, and they're carrying out his will. Yeah, that's what, exactly. That's why. That's why we can't see the head of the snake, and that's who it is. <clears throat> and I think also that's why it is so attractive to a lot of people. Right? People love this alien thing, but you have two sides. Often there's there's the middle ground is usually the correct ground, but you have the people who are just intrigued by it and everything they study is about aliens and about all you know they're just essentially worshiping this they're trying to get to the bottom of this then you have people who say ah crap on that aliens ain't real i ain't studying that and both sides are wrong but where in the middle what lies is seeking out the truth like you're talking about here and exposing it for what it is making sense of it and warning people and i mean that's to me that if we can do anything that's what we should be doing is exactly what the conversation we're having here. It it it's the we are we are increasingly becoming the only people on earth that being the body of Christ. We are increasingly becoming the only segment of humanity who can clear up some dang confusion for people. That we, we are becoming the only people, segment of humanity, who can actually um, state things that are true in order to decrease the chaos in the minds of lost people. We have to leverage what is happening in the world with what we know is said in the Bible. We have to leverage that knowledge that we have in the time that we live in or else you and I and every one of us who says that we follow Christ will be held accountable for our cowardice and for our willful ignorance. This ain't no freaking game, Roberto. Filberto. Filberto, this ain't no game, buddy. Now, in all of this, yes, don't lose the message of the gospel. Don't lose love. Don't lose every other thing that, that we should strive to do in order to be more conformed into the likeness of Christ himself. But Christ is the one. Go read Matthew. What is it? Matthew 24. Go read Matthew 24. Christ devoted an entire chapter in the Holy Bible to talking about these things. As a matter of fact, Christ devoted an entire book of the Bible plus a lot more to talking about these exact things. If he didn't want us to have these conversations, why would he have wasted so much space in his word, literal, his inspired word, to write these things for us? It's it's important, man. Yeah, and it's part of the gospel. Like, you know, you you can't you say don't forget about the gospel, that's true, but this the gospel actually means good news. For in order there for there to be good news, there has to be bad news. So it is and all inclusive and all intermingled, and it's a part that's left out of the gospel. So, yes, keep doing what you know to do is right as it pertains to the gospel and to the Bible, but also don't neglect these things that we're talking about here. And you know you know what? Just like I made this post the other day about the, um, the whole extraterrestrial thing. And there's so many comments on there of people saying, oh, people been predicting that... People been predicting the last days for all this and, and nothing's changed. Just shut up. You're fulfilling biblical prophecy. The Bible actually says they're going to be scoffers in the last days that say things have been the same for, for what, what, at what? I, I wish I had the verse handy. It literally says in the last days there are going to be scoffers and you're going to be talking about all this stuff and they're going to discredit you by saying, oh, this crap's been going on forever. 
Your your comments are fulfilling what the Bible says. Thank you for that. Thank you. Actually, all the opposition that you offer to what we're talking about, every piece of opposition that you offer is just strengthening the biblical case for what we are saying. So thank you. 2 Peter 3, 3 is where that's at. It says, Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as come they on. were from the beginning of creation. Come on. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water. Thank you. Thank you for fulfilling that biblical prophecy. Scoffers. Um, Philberto wants to be sure that um, that what he, he didn't mean in the offense by that and, <laughs> and that he brought, you know, kind of brought this topic up. Philberto, I, I, I'm not so. offended, brother. I love you, man. I love you. I'm glad you brought that part of the conversation up because you got me more fired up than I probably would have been if you wouldn't have brought that up, man. Well, and he did say that it sounds like children, and I'll uh, I'll say that that's because we've had uh, Chad kicked it over to me, and I'm I'm severely cognitively limited. I don't know if you've gathered that before, Philberto, but that uh, that the onus would be on me for that. But um, I just uh, I don't know the uh, I don't think I think a lot of these um, strange global organizations are confusing to people. But I don't think, I think a lot of information is, is just, is just missing in people's, like, they don't know about them. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's the biggest thing is not many people know about all that's going on. They just, they know a little bit enough, like they hear in the news that a a hot air balloon got shot down and they hear that something happened in Ukraine and they hear something, but like, they don't really they're not putting the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, man. And, and I want you to talk just a little bit about the implications and just a little bit about what this chat GPT is, Chili, because I don't have, I, I don't want any part of it, man. But I think there's some severe implications to it. By the way, I want to share another verse with you guys before I kick this over to Chili. Romans 1, 20 through to, uh, 22 through 25, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You, the, can any the, the, does that ring a bell to any of you guys professing themselves humans professing themselves to be wise they became fools and changed the glory of an uncorruptible god into the image made by corruptible man i'm telling y'all man what is this thing chili well i don't have much to say about it but I guess I said that last time and I talked for 15 minutes, but I want to go back first to what you said Harari said about it uh, because chat GPT is basically just an artificial intelligence chat bot basically that you can have a conversation with and, and you want to talk about being cognitively limited. I mean, I am v- severely cognitively limited about rather basic things and this seems to be extremely complex. It's, well, you've been using it. Oh yeah, I I fooled around with okay. it. I had to know what it is, yeah. but I mean, I, it's way out of my depth. I mean, I don't because I don't even know what it is. I'm like, okay, artificial intelligence that basically doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not even able to understand what that even means. I mean, those are just words. I'm like, well, the name artificial means it's not real. Well, yeah, but like what all it's doing and stuff, I can grasp oh, yeah. what the word artificial and intelligence means. <laughs> but I'm saying like. You've got, I don't know what the freaking internet is, man. Like, I don't know what that is. I can't explain the internet or how it works. It's, it's, what the crap even yeah. is it? If I, if you gave me a hundred years and a hundred billion dollars, yeah. I couldn't come up with the internet. No, I mean, wh- what are you even talking about? Like, it's, it's, you can just plug in where is, you know, some random question into Google and it'll spit out the answer. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. But anyway, from my understanding, which I just crapped on, is that this artificial intelligence is using 
all of the data that's ever been inputted onto the internet or, or all that it, it has been given, and it can formulate sentences back to you. It can basically have a conversation like a human can. And so you can use it for things like, essentially as Google, you can say, hey, what happened in this time, you know, and it would spit out an answer. But you can even, you can say, write me an essay in the voice of Donald Trump that's 500 pages, that's 500 words long and is about the war in Ukraine and Russia. And it would do it and it would be, there's there's probably some problems with it, but it's unbelievably adept at doing that. I mean, it's crazy. And you can... Uh, I've just, heard a guy tell me he uses it to respond to text messages and emails. Sure. I mean, yeah, like if if you had to write out a long email about a certain topic or, or deliver... Yeah, like deliver some kind of a... I mean, if you were a student in high school... And you and you were given an assignment, you know, write a three-page essay on the War of eighteen twelve and the implications it had. You could literally type that prompt into Chat GPT, and it would spit something out that's pretty dang good. And even if you didn't use it exactly, you could go in and tweak it. It would just do the brunt work of the work for you, and then you could tweak it. I mean, it's a really strange tool. Like I don't know of anything that's been created or released to the public that's able to do that because. Google can't do that. The internet can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but this, um, but going back to what Harari said about it, like basically it could create a new religion or new Bible. Basically. That's actually correct. That's actually correct. Un, which first of all, that, that phrase in that is very odd. Yeah. But even the whole premise of it basically being unconnected to humans and unfettered by humans. I mean, humans created the internet. Humans have created chat GPT. Humans have created artificial intelligence. Uh, I wonder, have they really? Well. As far as we know. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is yeah. like the the hardware and everything that that's been created by people, right? I mean, one invention led to the other that led to the other that led to the iPhone that led to chat GPT. So what I'm saying is everything in it, everything that it's doing is a product of how it's been programmed. Mm -hmm. It's just like the world, right? The, this whole world couldn't have been here without a designer, right? Without a creator. Okay. So chat GPT didn't spontaneously generate. It was created by a designer. Some of these, scientists i get what you're saying yeah. right so when he's saying it could spit out a new religion or a new bible that's unfettered by humans or whatever how all it can all it would produce is something is, is a collection an amalgamation of all the religions that are you know all the text that's out there all the data that's been given to it mm -hmm. so first of all i reject his premise i mean i reject the whole foundation of what his argument is is that it would it would create something supernatural that's not touched by humans yeah all the data that that chat gpt has is human created mm -hmm. so i don't even know what he's getting at by that and then you know like to me people run with this ai stuff in a strange direction like they get very scared by it and very scared about it doing something that like becomes out of human control but it's I, I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to make humans absolutely stupider than they already are well that's, that's a, the one part that i fear well that's a much more reasonable yeah. thing than like thinking it's going to run wild become self-aware yeah i mean how would it that's what happened in the terminator yeah nobody which which a lot of those movies i think are like kind of foreshadowing for what's to come because you know people don't realize when that movie was created and when the matrix was created and all these movies this stuff hasn't really come after that this stuff was already in the works way back then, mm -hmm. like more so than people realize. But anyway, the uh, the artificial intelligence, it can only do what it's been programmed to do, essentially. Well, there is, there is a, there, I mean, there are possibilities like, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to speculate on the extreme level, um, 
I could, I, I, it's very reasonable for me to think that at some point in the near future, there will be, there will be information that is released that says this technology was not actually propagated by humans. This well, technology was actually propagated by these certainly. beings that we have been communicating with. That's how all this stuff happened so fast. That's how the internet exists. That's how this AI exists. This technology was not thought of and designed by humans. It was, it was, it was carried out by humans, but the actual information and technology has been passed down to us by beings yeah. that, that are otherworldly. Well, right? I, and again, that's speculation. But in that case, Harari's, Harari's statement would then have yeah. credibility. Well, um, yeah, and if you want to get into that, there has, I mean, they have talked about some of the ways that they have obtained the technology that they have to this point, and they have talked about it being through, it's it's usually, the mechanism is usually a psychedelic experience. Yeah. And uh, they have gotten in touch with, according to these people, like, see, if, you do, if you've never done what they've done, or like, I don't know how you even know what they're even talking about. Like, I don't even know what they mean when they say they talk to a, a being. I mean... You would think... Well, they're actually doing studies now where, yeah. where they're taking groups of people. They're they're giving them... Ayahuasca? A psychedelic yeah. trip. DMT. And, and, and all of the people separately are communicating with the same beings, and they're coming right. out of the trip with the same information. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, you don't... There's really no such thing as like a mass hallucination, because a hallucination is unique to the person that's having it. It would be formulated by your brain. Right. Yeah. You cannot have the same hallucination. You know, I'm using that word carefully, hallucination as somebody else. If we both somehow hallucinated right now, there's no possible way that we were seeing the same thing. The only and way, receiving the same information. Right. The only way that that would be the case is if we saw the same exact thing and received the same information is if it wasn't actually a hallucination. It was a, a like a basically like a peek into another realm. And yep. so that, yes, potentially, you know, if, if the technology that they're obtaining is through taking psychedelic experiences and then getting information from some off-world, another dimension entity, well, then, then yeah, like, that's not, that, then, then the origin of the information would not be humans, we would be the vessel, exactly. but we would not be the origin. So actually, it would come from. I, and, and I, I of course, I in my speculative mind, I believe that will eventually happen. Now, now whether that that information when that's propagated, whether it's a lie or whether it's true, it doesn't matter because it's going to be pushed as truth. Everyone's going to believe it, and then they're going to take whatever comes. From this artificial intelligence, from this from this technology, they're gonna the people, humanity are gonna take whatever comes from that, and they're gonna take it as the gospel, essentially the truth. Well, what would what argument would it be of because it, say say the scenario that you played out happens, and they come out and admit that that's where they got the technology and that's where the information came from. What would be the explanation of what gave them the information because i see no way of looking at that and calling that anything but a, de a demon well christians know what it is but but i'm saying the what, bible but tells i'm saying us what, what would is. the explanation be their explanation yeah because it would be a higher a higher life form somewhere in the universe that they've an accessed. alien yeah an alien yeah but the interesting thing about that is i don't know like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that it seems clear what that would have to be, but well, it seems clear to someone who's looking at what is happening through the lens of the Bible. Well, uh, and you know, that's where Project Blue Meme comes in that you mentioned earlier. Maybe yeah, a lot of people commented about that on that post I made. Well, and I mean, I've never heard of it before. Well, that's ex the the okay Project uh, Blue Meme. I hate when I miss somebody's name, and I may not mess it up, but I might. I think it's Serge Manast. Sounds right. <laughs> well, that's his name on the Three Seven Podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably close enough to uh, where you could 
I, man, I freaking hate if I don't get someone's name right. But I think, uh, yeah, he was like a, a Canadian journalist and investigative journalist, and he was labeled a conspiracy theorist. And I mean, he's got some pretty far out there stuff. Uh, but he died sometime before 2000, sometime in the 1900s. And he, uh, he kind of propagated, to my knowledge, pro- kind of propagated that idea of Project Bluebeam, that it was a government plan to ultimately fake like an alien invasion. Uh, and then basically the solution to that would be the government basically coming forward with information that they've got from other aliens or, or some type of thing. And like, Hey, you got to listen to this. This is the answer to, to this problem. This is the answer to this threat that's coming on humanity. You've got to move into these. It goes with exactly what I said earlier. You've got to move into these cities that are more controlled safe and, and, you know, listen and go by what this is. Yeah. This is saying, you know, so it goes that I mentioned earlier how it all goes hand in hand. I mean, that fits perfectly with, all of that other stuff that seemed totally unrelated earlier. And it goes with the climate agenda and, and all of it. Uh, but so that's essentially what Project Bluebeam is. And and I want to be be clear too. When you read about what he wrote about Project Bluebeam, you could, don't just read that and be like, boom, that's it. That's the answer. Like someone could have, that dude could be someone that was totally paid by somebody used by these organizations to create that theory that's actually a diversion off of what they're actually doing. That, yeah. That's what I was mentioning earlier. The, the only Like, be clear about that. But you can look at the world, you can look at the, the ramp up in the alien stuff and see that something is going oh, yeah. on. That, that's what I've talked about before on the podcast and other episodes. Like, You've you been can, saying it for years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only truth that you the only thing that you can read and take for truth is in the holy bible that's it just like chili's saying you got you got it what's up chill but yeah that that's the artificial intelligence thing so i mean if you know i would be it would i don't know that they're going to come out and say that that that's where it came from i don't know I, I don't I can't say that they got it that 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 this has been produced based off of I mean there's definitely lots of talk about that and lots yeah. that has went into that and like you said these studies have proven that that there's something to those uh substances that is that is getting you in contact with something or seemingly something so that's not just some crackpot thing uh so they very well may come out and say that mm-hmm. it would fit along with with a, uh, you know, if you wanted to stage some cataclysmic event and then say, "Hey, man, we've got this information from these people," you know, you, look here. This is you've seen what Chat GPT can do. You've seen what artificial intelligence can do. That's what's going to save us from this. You know, you've got to listen. Yep, that could happen. That could certainly happen. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. What do you have on any of this, Blake? You've been watching the chat. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much. I mean, I can't say much of any truth other than it all is based kind of in fear. You know, this is all projected in fear, you know, from the powers that be. Fear is the great controller. Yep. And we know that fear is a lie, and it's from Satan, and so it's pretty easy to see kind of where things are coming from. So... Uh, as far as the chat, we've actually got a lot of new listeners in on this podcast. So, what is up, new listeners? Uh, Thanks Justin for being Sheely's here. on here. He's asking. Oh, about, right up Justin's alley. Yep, he loves it. He's asking about the Nephilim. Justin's smart. We had a conversation on Resurrected about Genesis six just yeah. the other day. Y'all think all this extraterrestrial crap conversation is anything new? This happened thousands of years ago. It's already happened. Yeah, I think it's because I think the confusion is a lot of the aliens that term has been used to mean something within this universe but not of the earth. Yep. But it seems like there's not much mention of interdimensional quote unquote aliens. Yep. Right? 
Yep, you're exactly right. It's it's all it's all the confusions based around language. interdimensional or other realms. I don't even know what I I use a lot of words. I don't know what they mean. Like dimension, I, I kind of loosely know what that what I mean by that. But it basically is like another realm. I mean, like we exist, God exists, but He doesn't exist in the same physical realm that we do, like we do. Yeah. So like that's what I mean by that. There's a separation. Well, we see what, but. That that's that we possess some kind of thing that we as humans can't overcome yeah. like this. But if we look at Genesis six, we see that these beings can actually take bodily form and enter into the dimension that we are aware of and actually interact with humanity in the most intimate ways, sexually, to actually reproduce offspring. Well, that's what we see in Genesis six. So <laughs> There you go. It's already all happened, man. And what happened when it happened in Genesis 6? What happened immediately after, Blake? The flood. The earth was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen after it happens this time? Everything's going to be destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) That's just the way it is. Anything else from the chat worth talking about? I mean... You know, you can get as deep as you want into this stuff. People, uh, Robert Frost asked about Project Looking Glass. I'm sure that's another. I don't, I don't know. Project, like Blue Beam or something. I don't so, know much about that. I think so. that's where they're talking about shutting down all the lighthouses. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, that's Alice through the Looking Glass. Well, all right then. Well, I'm going to remind you guys what is going to happen to all these people. Uh, I'm going to read some more truth to you. Let me remind you what uh, what's going to happen to all these people like this feller. Uh, what was his name with the World Economic Forum? No, uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah. Let me remind, <laughs> let me remind <laughs> he you. He is what's, from Uvalda, actually. <laughs> this is what's going to happen to all these people. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondsman and every freeman hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. Enough said. 